Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the podcast featuring conversations with Kickstarter and other crowdfunding creators about their kid-friendly projects. I'm talking today with Rafael Atijas, the founder of Lug Guitars, which uh, are these really cool three-string guitars. Uh, Rafael uh, started a Kickstarter a couple years ago, maybe two and a half years ago for the original Lou guitar, which was an, an acoustic three-string guitar. And now he's just recently launched a new Kickstarter project for the electric Lou guitar. So it's a really, I really like the acoustic guitar. Uh, we have one in our home. Uh, and the electric Lou guitar looks really cool. And I'm hopeful to have one in my home here at some point in the next... Uh, next year sometime. So I've got Raphael here to talk to us about guitars and the difference between electric and acoustic guitars and everything Lug related. So Raphael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the invitation. Sure. So um, I know I, we talked uh, via email uh, a couple years ago when you first launched the acoustic Lug guitar. Um, but why don't you, for the benefit of listeners who might not have read that interview, just talk very briefly about how the original idea for the Lug guitar came about. Sure. So I'm from Uruguay and I was in New York. I was studying my master's at NYU. It was basically a, a business program, integrated marketing uh, masters at NYU, and the thesis was a business plan of, about some idea that you have to come up with. And I'm a musician. I really like industrial design too. Um, and I started to think of ideas that things that needed to be done better or different. And I saw that there was an opportunity for uh, creating a children's guitar. Um, that that really there was room for innovation there. So I came up with an idea about a children's guitar that wasn't just a small guitar, but it had a few elements that, that would really make it uh, easier and hopefully funner and more stimulating for kids to play music. So that's how it all started as a school project. <laughs> and the, the original, the acoustic lube did really well on Kickstarter, and um, uh, that essentially, <laughs> you had this master's thesis for a business plan that ended up becoming an, an actual business. And so, uh, what did you what did you learn, either about business or about guitars or about social media? Um, what did you learn uh, from that original Kickstarter and, and, and making that guitar? The first Kickstarter was really, uh, I mean, it, it blew me away. I, I, I had learned about the, the site, which was quite new back then, and especially for, for product uh, campaigns, because it was basically done for, you know, uh, help someone launch an album or a concert or a theater play. But it was the product category that has become so huge in the last couple of years. It was really, really new back then. But I, I, I learned about the site and I thought about it basically as a good uh, platform for, for visibility. I, I really had no hopes 
that I was going to 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 get funded. <laughs> I thought that that you know uh, a guitar is is maybe a tool of an expensive uh, product for people to buy it without trying it first. But I said, look, worst case, worst case scenario, I, I still won't have the money to do it myself. And at least in this way, hopefully, you know, we will put it up there and more people will see it. And who knows what will happen. And as you said, it went really well. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't one of those blockbuster Kickstarter campaigns that raised millions of dollars, but but we raised enough from from one day on. I I, I had a business in my hand that I had to take care, of, <laughs> orders to fulfill, and yeah, it wasn't a school project anymore. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, what were what was the what was the best part about what was the best and most frustrating part about being successful with the project? I mean, I mean you know, as, as you said, this was a business plan and you thought uh, you'd try Kickstarter to see what would happen. And all of a sudden, you know, you were then being tasked to build hundreds, you know, maybe maybe even uh, uh, I forget exactly how many, but it was definitely. It, in was, the upper... about, it was about 400 guitars. Yeah. yeah so what? What was what was the best part or most fulfilling part about that process, and and what was like one difficult thing about that? Well, uh, I mean, looking back, it was a pretty, you know, uh, it it wasn't that complicated. But while while you are at it, while you are trying to to fulfill the 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 orders and every single you know tiny delay from the factory is really really frustrating uh people may know may not know this but i i i'm based uh in uruguay uh, south america we have the guitars built by a factory in china and it's a really small factory really good people not not one of those gigantic factories that you can imagine in china mm-hmm. but i had to travel there a couple of times I, I i never been to china before i never dealt with with manufacturing before so i, I wanted to know these guys be there several times and yeah every time they 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 had you know normal delays but because you know, manufacturing things are is complicated. Uh, but you know, every time I, I missed a deadline, it was really, really nerve wracking. Um, but you know, Kickstarter does have this sense of community that as long as you communicate with with, with the backers, uh, most of them are really fine with, and they understand that they can be issues and that you are new at this. And if they see that you are really serious about it, not that they will give you a free pass to just, you know, well, whatever happens is okay. But if they see that you are really trying and that you are really committed to good quality, and if there is an issue you are trying to correct it, that's fine. So it wasn't a, a, an easy ride by no means, but even the complications, you, you learn from them. So, so it was a very, very fulfilling experience all in all. Good, good. So... Fast forward. Well, I was going to say fast forward a year or however many months. But when I guess my next question is, when did you start thinking? Okay, now I've done the acoustic guitar. I'm I'm selling these now. Uh, what I what I really <laughs> want to do is an electric guitar. How how is uh, it happened? It happened a little bit like this. Uh, as you uh, as I told this really didn't start it as a company, but as an idea. So an idea about this particular product that was a guitar for kids. Uh, and it was an acoustic guitar, and, and back then I didn't 
thought about creating other types of instruments or other types of guitars. But in the end, it did turn out to be a company. And, and we continue to sell the guitars on our website, and we went to trade shows, and we are in a few stores. And I realized that if this was going to be a company, well, we, we better have more products because mm -hmm. uh, you can't just be a one-trick pony, right? all your life right so uh, a, a, an electric guitar was pretty much like the next natural step for us i mean we, we weren't going to jump to say let's do something completely out of the blue so an electric guitar that's pretty much a, a, a version of, of what we already had seemed like a like a good second step for us and it was also uh, pretty uh, requested through emails and even at trade shows people saw our guitars and they many people asked like oh this is so cool but are you going to have an electric guitar or, or so so it was a, a bit of our own idea and also something that people kept asking and and how long <coughs> how long were you designing and you know there's a test manufactured guitar i mean um, you sort of a one-off guitar that you created handmade um that's that's used in the promotional video for the project and here i should interrupt to note that you know listeners you can certainly find this new project for the electric lug guitar just if you search on lug l-o-o-g on kickstarter and i'll certainly have a link of course to this project uh on the show notes for this episode but in the video you're you're actually playing an electric or there's an electric lou guitar being played how long did it did the design process take for that it was about 10 months <clears throat> we we started with with well, okay let's let's plan and, and come up with a prototype of this around january and uh so so we started you know uh working on the design uh, that as i said it, it's it, we didn't uh start from from nothing we already had the acoustic look so we knew it should uh relate to that guitar but even <clears throat> even if it's just you know a, a version of, of that original model there there are still many the design decisions that you have to make and try and test and prototype uh from from superficial things like color to to really complicated things like the electronics and what type of pickup you are going to use um, and things like that so all in all until we had the, the first um working prototype ready it was about 10 months Wow. So um, I had asked in the interview we, we did a couple years ago sort of whether you had any idea whether the, the acoustic guitar was being primarily purchased or at the time um, backed, Kickstarter backed, by folks who wanted to assemble that with their kids – you know, as I think you had sort of uh, originally envisioned the product, or if there was a significant minority or even majority of folks who were backing the project because they, the adults, wanted that guitar for themselves. And I'm just, I'm not asking you to reveal uh, business secrets, perhaps, but um, do you have a sense as to whether it's... Uh, I, I do have a sense, and, and it's, a, it's a good question, actually, and one that has a lot to do with how we conceived the design of the guitar. From, from the very start, we, we didn't want to make a children's guitar that was like 
cartoonish or, 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 you know, with a Mickey Mouse here or a Hello Kitty there. It was really something that we knew that if someone was an adult and really liked guitars, they could like this instrument too and they could use it too. So um, I'm not, I, I really don't know. It's not that I w don't want to tell you. I really don't know because it's very hard to, to know well, what's the exact percentage of people who buy it for themselves. I, I mean, the majority still buys the, 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 uh, the original look for, for their kids. But some of our most uh, vocal customers, the one that communicate with us, send us MP3s or videos of them playing. They, many of them, not only they are adults, but they are professional musicians who really, you know, they like, um, well, they like the sound, they like the size of having like a nice little instrument there that's easy to pick up and play. And also because it has three strings instead of six, uh, well, it makes it easier for kids, but for people who already know how to play, Uh, it doesn't make it easier. It makes it more challenging in a good way. It, it, it triggers creativity in a way that they, they, they okay, so, so how do I play this thing? And they, they want to, to, and they kind of rediscover the guitar by playing this. So we do get a lot of, of non-kids uh, uh, players. And was, that, that was definitely one of the things we, we kept in mind when, when thinking about the electric look. We, we made it a little bit less childish. Uh, we didn't have the colored dots in the fretboard, and we tried to maintain the elegant design. And yeah, that's why also in the promotional video, I have a, a child playing, but also an adult playing. Yeah, I, I, I will say just, you know, speaking from you know, personal experience, just in terms of using the, the acoustic loop, that it has a very... You know, we've we've had a few uh, childish guitars, and even you know, um, really cheap ukuleles. And you know, this uh, the the Lug is definitely not cheap. It feels very solid, very substantial, and you know, uh, you know, my eight-year-old uh, son really <laughs> likes putting it on and and sort of playing. And he's more of a noodler. He he. Uh, um, You know, so he's just sort of strumming somewhat idly, whereas I, you know, I enjoy, I, I, I don't have a guitar background. I have a, you know, I've played some violin, and so I've got some string strings background, and I, I have a basic music education, but I have no sort of guitar education. And But I do like, you know, the, the for the folks who don't know how to play guitar or know only the very basics, the, the, instructions I thought were helpful in terms of the starting how you tune the strings in terms of, you know, you can have sort of a very chord-based open tuning and you can, you know, basically play any th three-chord riff, <laughs> you know, C, F, and G or whatever you want those three chords to be fairly easily. And from that perspective, um, I do think, I can see why adults are enjoying it. And I agree that sort of having the, having some constraints on what you can play in terms of only having three strings instead of six does force uh, some level of creativity on the part of the musician in terms of saying, well, I can't, I can't get every shading that I'm used to get, you know, some, some sort of crazy diminished sixth chord. <laughs> It's much uh, smaller, uh, you know, but it also lets you uh, create more. And I've got my dog barking at 
be he, something for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so th- that's really cool. So um, you've got, at the time we are recording this, you've got about 18 days to go. You're more than 50% funded. Um, you know, obviously, uh, having not been a Kickstarter creator myself yet, uh, um, I can't literally say that I know what it's like to to sort of be in the uh, throes of a project, of in the midst of of being nervous and not being not being funded yet. But um, you're probably feeling pretty good. Still a little nervous, but at least you know you're you're you've got. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel nervous because, I mean, um, we still have a lot, uh, a, a long shot to, to run and to reach our goal. But, yeah, feeling good anyway. I'm feeling excited. And, and yeah, hopefully we'll make it. Uh, trying very hard uh, to get the word out there. So uh, also this uh, podcast is really helpful in, in that sense. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the project. Okay. Well, I just I have one final question before I, I let you go, and that is, you, you had said before at, at the start that that you were a musician, and and uh, I was just wondering if you could talk just a little bit about the the music that you like to listen to and the music that you like to make. Sure. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a, back when I was in the band, I was really into the Rolling Stones. Uh, I, I would say I'm a classic rock. Uh, fan, but it's not that I like every single classic rock uh, band, and I like one of my favorite artists all time is Prince. So <laughs> it's not just about classic classic rock from the 60s, but 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 I really like the Stones, I really like the Beatles, I really like Bob Dylan, I really like Prince, I like uh, Jack White and all of his bands a lot. I think he's a genius, and um, yeah. So basically, I'm, I, those are probably my favorite uh, artists. And um, I guess my music uh, kind of, you know, reflected that. Obviously, not as good as those <laughs> guys, but but at least they, they were the inspiration. And yeah. So it, I, I should add also that this was like a tiny band from Uruguay with my friends. We did release a couple albums, but it wasn't like I was a musician in touring around the world or anything like that. Cool. I, you know, it, you mentioned Jack White, and it just sort of seems like uh, Jack would probably, if it seems like he could probably do some really interesting things with the Lug. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> that would, that cool. would be that, that would be uh, the perfect success story for me, more than the money and more than anything. But yeah, actually, um, even uh, Keith Richards from, from the Rolling Stones, he, at some point during the late 60s, he took away a string of his guitar, of his Fender Telecaster, and he started playing with just five strings. And he speaks a lot about that in his uh, autobiography, about how precisely what I was saying before, how, you know, it made him rediscover the guitar, started, you know, uh, discovering uh, alternative tunings, like open tunings and playing with just five strings and forming chords with just one finger and and all that. It, It has a lot to do with all these people who are, you know, they, they, they are so classic, but at the same time, they, they, they are really innovators and they try to experiment all the time. So th- those are the guys I like. Cool. Okay. So, Raphael, um, 
if people want to find out more about Lou Guitars or follow Lou Guitars, besides going to the Kickstarter page for the project, where are the best one, two, or three uh, places they can go to find out more about uh, you and the, and, and the Lou Guitars? Okay, so, well, we have our own website, of course, which is lugguitars.com. All together, Lug is L-O-O-G. And then we have a pretty um, active Twitter feed and, and Facebook page uh, where we post a lot of, I think, interesting stuff. Uh, it's not all about, you know, come and buy a Lug guitar, but we usually share a lot of the music we like, a lot of, a lot of the design inspirations that we find on the web, uh, parenting things that relate to music. We really try to keep it interesting and, and have a conversation with, with people who, who like to follow us. So so I would say that, of course, our website, but also our Twitter uh, account is, is a good place to, to get in touch with us. Okay, and I'll be sure to uh, have links to those uh, in the show notes, but I think that the, the Twitter is just at Guitars, and Facebook is probably slash Guitars. Exactly. Yep. Okay, great. Well, Rafael Atijas, thank you so very much for talking with me today. I appreciate it. I, I'm the thankful. Thank you so much, Stefan. And listeners, thank you as always for tuning in and listening. As always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, zooglobal at earthlink.net. You can find the show notes for this page at zooglobal.com slash bake sale. And if you listen via iTunes, please rate and review this podcast. It always helps to increase its visibility. Thanks, everyone, and talk to you soon. Bye.